Welcome to another edition of Intentional Conversations. On Intentional Conversations, we seek to interview leaders in men's ministry to help men grow spiritually, to help leaders and pastors to reach men in today's culture, discussing issues men face every day. This is a program where a men's ministry leader interviews leaders in men's ministry. I am Mike Sandlin of Cape Fear Men. A few weeks ago, I invited a few men on the program to have a panel discussion on the importance to have a daily devotion. We learned that those men felt lost or empty when they did not start the day off with a time spent with the Father. We shared a number of materials men used to help them with their daily devotions. Today, we are going to talk with some more about having a daily devotion with my guest has just released his first book to help us in devotions. Today, my guest is Charles Hall. Charles Hall grew up in Wilmington, where he attended Hodgkin High School, my alma mater myself, and a UNCW graduate with a uh, degree in business uh, business management. Charles enjoyed a 34-year career with Progress Energy, serving at various uh, positions, including area manager, lead project analyst, and a supervisor of large power billing. He retired at the completion of the Duke and Progress Energy merger. Now Charles and his wife, Vivian, has moved back into the Wilmington and in 2013 and has joined Cotsill Baptist Church. In retirement, Charles has performed several electric utility consulting engagements and is serving as a financial administrator for two churches in the Wilmington area. He also serves on the board of the Imagine Ministry, a global ministry providing services to Nicaragua. Charles provides financial services and fund management for ministry. Charles and Vivian enjoy time spent with their children and their three children. Thank Charles. I appreciate you joining me today. Great, Mike. Glad to be with you. Good. Charles has got another little comment on Not only did we both go to the same high school, we both worked for the same company for many years before both of us retired. And, and, uh, and that was that's kind of an interesting thing. Charles retired a few years before I did. And, uh, and, and we had a, both had a long, enjoyable career there. Uh, but I was glad to, to leave, to be honest with you. How about you, Charles? <laughs> it was the right time. It, it was. just seemed to be. Yes, it was. It was. Well, Charles, you know, before uh, before we really get into the meat of our conversation, I always ask my guests a couple of questions, and I want to ask you the same thing. In the in the first question, I like to ask uh, all my guests is, what is your favorite verse or a life verse or maybe a verse that uh, God is speaking to you right now? And why is that verse so meaningful to you at this time? All right. Thanks, Mike. Um, Vivian and I, we every year, we uh, my wife and I, we we do a uh, verse for the year. And so this year we were preparing for 2021 and we selected uh, Psalms 25 verses four through five, which says, show me your ways, Lord. Teach me your paths. Guide me on your truth and teach me for you are my God, my savior. And my hope is in you all day long. Mm. And. The, our focus was on the word hope because you know, as we went through year 2020, you know, and we came into year 2021 with the uh, you know changes in the election and uh, you know with COVID and those type things, you know, we didn't we didn't want us you know put our hope in something else other than in in God and and uh, our Savior Jesus Christ. So uh, we just really focused on that word hope, and that verse really spoke to us for this year. Oh, good. Man, that's a good verse to, to, to deal with, too. And and the other question I like to ask, I know you grew up in a pastor home, basically. And, yeah. uh, and But I like to ask my guests, uh, when did they come to Christ and what was that story all about? Great. Um, I was actually, uh, I think, in around the third grade. And uh, my family, uh, we went to Pie Valley Baptist Church. 
And uh, I'll never forget, it was one Sunday night, uh, Pastor Ed Steins was the pastor there at that time, and uh, he gave the invitation, and and uh, my heart was just, you know, was pounding, and, you know, I just, I couldn't sit in the pew any longer or stand there. I had to, you know, I had to go and tell him I wanted to have, uh, you know, Jesus as my Savior, and uh, uh, so I gave my life to Christ that night and was baptized, and uh been, been trying to serve God, you know, you know, through my, you know, through all my life. And, you know, there've been some days that, you know, some, and some disappointments where I felt like I had fallen short, but uh, all in all, you know, you know, God has been faithful and I've tried to serve and, and uh, really thankful for that, uh, you know, for that, that, that day in, in the book, in the book, we'll talk about it, but there's, I, I do mention that experience in the devotional too, as well. Oh, good. That's good. Good. I do want to ask you one thing before we really dive into your book. I mean, I noticed in your bio, and I have to I have to ask this: is is the uh, uh, working with Imagine Ministry, um, the the uh, with the services that you do in Nicaragua and with Nicaragua? Could you could you mm -hmm. share a little bit about that? What the, what what is that ministry all about, and what you're doing in Nicaragua? Yeah, I'd love to. Um, it, it started um, when my when my son uh, attended. Uh, he, when he graduated from college, he wanted to go somewhere and take some type of trip. And he he found or ran into this ministry that was taking place or this young man that had started a ministry in Nicaragua. And uh, so my son went there and uh, it, he spent the summer there in Nicaragua, with, uh, which is now a friend of ours, Coburn Murray, who started a, uh, a ministry in a little community called Los Brasilis, uh, right outside, about 30 miles right, right outside of Managua, Nicaragua. And um, uh, it changed my son's life. And so we, you know, based on that, we, we started, we, my wife and I, we got together a mission team from our, our church. We were living in Smithville at the time. And we got together a mission team and went to Nicaragua. And we, you know, we just basically fell in love with the people there, the ministry that was taking place there. And uh, there was a need. And 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 uh, we and so then for the next about five years, we took teams from from our church in Smithfield to Nicaragua to help serve and support that that uh, that uh, that ministry there. And subsequently, you know, I got involved more with the ministry after leading mission teams and they needed help because a lot of their donors and people that helped support their ministry gave through, uh, it, it actually came, it came, the funds come through the United States. And so they had to have someone to initiate and transfer those funds to their accounts in Nicaragua to be able to continue the ministry support there. So I got involved in helping do wire transfers and mm -hmm. uh, maintaining some, you know, bookkeeping records for them to help, right. you know, helping them support their ministries. Well, good. That's good. That, that, that's a that's a noble cause and a good good work that y'all are doing in Nicaragua. There's a lot of work that needs to be done down there. I know that. And yep. uh, uh, but but let's get into your book a little bit. Let's talk about your book. Uh, okay. Those those of our listening audience, uh, Charles has just released his first book. Uh, so he's a first time author, and uh, I never knew Charles had it in him. But uh, but as I look through his book, there's no doubt that uh, God's called him into this into this field of, uh, of writing books possibly, but his book is called Finding Treasures in the Psalms. It's a daily devotion. Uh, well, Charles, you know, it's like I said in my introduction uh, several weeks ago, 
I had a panel of guys on talking about the importance of having daily devotions. And right. the interesting thing is, is that before the end of the year of 2020, I had sent out a, a request to a number of pastors and men's minister leaders and asked them what was, what was their number one question or number one concern they had regarding their men. And the most requested th comment or question they may have was uh, uh, getting their men into a habit of having daily devotions. And so this book comes out pretty timely from, from that standpoint, I think, wow. and, and I appreciate you that. So yeah. how, how did you, how did you come about writing this book? It was a, uh, it was really a God thing. Um, in late 2019, uh, as I mentioned, Vivian and I do a verse for the year. And so we were looking at, at, at our verse for the year and we had settled on Exodus 26, where it says, but I lavish unfailing love for a thousand generations on those who love me and keep my commands. Right. And that got me to thinking, you know, you know, I, you know, I have, uh, I have five grandchildren, uh, you know, two children, five grandchildren. I'm thinking, you know, what am I going to leave? What kind of lasting thing can I leave to my, my children and grandchildren to help them and support them in their walk with Christ? And, and, uh, and I just felt God impressing upon me to, to write a daily devotional book, which is so out of, you know, out of um, my, you know, area of, of uh, expertise because I'm more of a numbers person. And, uh, and I, you know, I enjoy reading books. I'll, I'll read a couple of books a year, but for the most part, coming out of high school, I probably would have been voted the least likely to read a book, much less write a book. So, uh, <laughs> so it's just one of those things that I can understand that. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it, it was really a guy thing, just impressing me to to write this book. And uh, one of the things that helped me was that a couple of years ago, I had read a the daily devotional through by Tim Timothy Keller, who was the mm -hmm. pastor of Redeemer Church in New York City. Right. And he had written a book. He's written several devotions on Proverbs, Psalms, and, and I read the one on Psalms. His his format's a little bit a whole lot different than than one I than I have. But I journaled a lot of Bible verses from the Book of Psalms as I was reading. You know his his uh, his devotion, and so I thought back. I said, "Well, I've got all these Bible verses journaled, so I just kind of took those and made a in kind of in in chronological order. You know, like from Psalms one through Psalms fifty and developed, had Bible verses from the book of Psalms and used those as a starting point to start writing the daily devotionals. So that helped to get to get the book started. Okay. Well, uh, I was going to ask you the next question. Why the book of Psalms? Why not another book? And uh, you kind of answered that to some degree. But there's yeah. so much of, there's so much, um, meet in in the book of Psalms and you know, from standpoint of uh, depending on what you're doing, going through in your life and how that can encourage you and how you how that can uh keep you on the right path is uh, uh is that what you see when you write through psalms yeah it's a really amazing as i was reading through psalms and as i was you know starting to write these devotions how much you know you know david wrote most of the psalms and how much david went through during his lifetime mm -hmm. he had he had his ups and downs he had challenges he had people that were uh, you know, out to get him or and uh, to harm him, and uh, but he also, you know, he had good times, and then he had times where he he failed as a person, and so it, it was, it's just you know, like I said, it's it's real life. It's, the Psalms are, are just real life, and it's just a different era, a different time t 
time span, but the same things that we're facing today as well. Yeah. Well, I noticed when I was reading through the book, as I, you know, I haven't really read every every page because there's what three hundred and sixty five. Three hundred sixty five. Yeah. Yeah. Is is that just you just said I'm going to write three hundred and sixty five of these, or is that just what what uh, God gave you and that's what came out? Well, I wanted to I wanted to have a a year long daily devotional book, uh-huh. and I and I said, well, I'm just going to sit down and start and come up with you know the you know, that, that amount for, um, you know, for, to, to be able to, to full, to fill the year. And there are enough verses. I take a verse from each Psalm. Some Psalms, there are several verses, but some, at least one verse from each Psalm. To, so, so you're kind of going through and, and getting a flavor of each, each Psalm of the, in, in the book of Psalms. Yeah. Uh, and, and also notice it looked like as, uh, as, as I go through the book and, and read it, that you actually progressed through the psalm. You begin in chapter one and you just go one, two, three, right on through. Was is there a particular reason for that? Uh, I think it's because I'm a numbers person. <laughs> and, I, <laughs> and I just, it is kind of, you know, just kind of flow for me. It, there's no, uh, there's no theme or anything. There's no, it's not theme driven. It's not, you know, it's just really just, okay, I'm going to take this verse from this psalm and just again, kind of move to the next day, to the next day, to the next day. So, uh, yeah. uh, but again, that, there, there's no rhyme or reason other than, you know, it was just from, from, from my standpoint, being able to keep up with it and, uh, and to have some kind of logical flow to it. Well, you know, it, it really makes sense in a lot of ways. Cause you know, one of the things we, in, in devotions, a lot of times we encourage people, well, you know, like in Proverbs, we encourage them to read a chapter of Proverbs each day. You know, that's yeah. one thing we do. And Psalms is 150 chapters. So, you know, you can't really break that down into a month, but you could definitely uh, turn it into, uh, uh, if you read the whole Psalm, uh, you can turn it into a book that you read uh, uh, basically twice a year, you know, right. in, in that way. But uh, the the interesting thing is, is that it, it can help you to study and process the book of Psalms through a whole year period and help that's you right. really internalize it. Yeah. Yeah, and a lot of psalms you you might you find repeating themes, you know, especially you know about you know giving God praise and glory, and uh, but to me that's great because we should be doing that every day anyway. Mm-hmm. Another interesting thing I liked about it is you didn't put a date on it. Like January first, you do this psalm. Right. Uh, uh, I appreciate you doing that because that means that somebody could pick it up and and uh, well, you know. March third year as we're as we're doing this broadcast and uh, and begin with day one today if they wanted to they're right that's, that's correct and it, and it doesn't have it's not like based on the seasons like Easter or Christmas or anything of that yeah. nature and so it's not it doesn't follow any type of you know seasonal thing for you know from our you know from a uh, believer standpoint so like you say you can pick it up at any time and and I am my when I first started writing my goal. I started writing in January of, of 2020, you know, this past year and really did not finish until December of, uh, of 2020. Uh, and so the book got released, you know, just right after the first of the year um, in 2021. Mm-hmm. I'd hoped to have it ready before, uh, you know, before the end of the year, but uh, the devil was trying to stop me and slow me down. <laughs> all along, he has, but, he has a he has a knack of trying to do that, doesn't he? <laughs> yes, he does. Yes, he does. Yeah. Uh, but it was it was really interesting. My in October, my laptop 
died on me. It, it just black screened. And, and so uh, fortunately, I had backed up most everything. But there were a couple of, I had a, probably lacked about three or four days of, of devotions that I had not backed up. Right. And, uh, and a friend of ours who, who does work on computers, he was able to recover the, my information on my computer, but I had to buy a new computer and get new software. And, and so I lost, I lost about two or three weeks, maybe about three, you know, two or three weeks of time trying to get everything set back up and, and get started again. So, uh, but the devil, he was, he, he slowed me down in that way. And, uh, he tried to throw some doubt, you know, you really can't do this or is God really calling you to do this? And it was interesting because, uh, and when I, when I was writing it started first started writing and, and I finished about the first 30 days worth of devotions, I looked at it and said, okay, I've written 31 devotions. Yay. Then I said, Oh no, I got 334 more to go. <laughs> and uh, and I said, oh, you know, I'm not going to can I how am I going to come up with 334 more devotions because I struggled getting the first 31 written. And uh, Vivian and I went to a marriage conference and one of the uh, uh, speakers there said, well, if God is called just out of the blue, said, if God has called you to write a book, then you should write a book. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't two weeks later, I attended the Iron Sharpens Iron Conference you know, in Wilmington. And one of the speakers said a very similar thing. And I said, I came home and said, well, I said, Vivian, you know, God has already, he's confirmed, uh, you know, I've got to write this book. So that kind of, I had a double down then. And I said, I'm going to put my mind to it and, uh, and keep going and not stop. Oh man. You know, and, and, and writing a book, you know, I've not published a book myself, but I'm in the process of, of writing a book myself. And, and, uh, for first timers that, that, uh, that does calls for discipline and being able to do that. It's hard. It's hard to get yourself into that mindset. Yeah, it really is. And, and as I was writing, you know, after I finished the first, after I finished about the, book, the first three months of uh, January, February, March, I went back and started and just kind of re revisited them and looked at them. I thought, uh, you know, I just need to add a little bit more meat to these. They're, they're just, they just seem to be lacking something. So I went back and rewrote January, February, March, and then kind of hit a stride. It was writing and what got started going and the words just started flowing. And, uh, you know, God was just, moving in and so I, I, about when i finished through i got about finished through his work the month of september um, i called the publishing company to say okay what is the process of getting a book published and uh, you know i want to kind of get an idea about editing and those type of things and they say well how many words per page and this type of thing i said well right now i'm averaging 600 words a page and they said well your book will be at least you know, it'll be at least two pages per devotion. And I thought, oh, my goodness, it's, nobody's going to you know, that that would, it would equate to over a 700 page book. And, uh, you know, I can't I can't have a 700 page book. I wouldn't want to read a 700 page devotional book. That just takes up too much, you know, too much time. Right. So uh, I went back and then I had to go back and re rewrite January through September to take out the word, you know, enough words. So I've got so each devotion will average about 400. To 420 words a page so so that's uh that, that was a struggle and i had to go back and rewrite <laughs> uh, you know about nine months worth of devotions 
Well, you got it down to where each devotion's on one page and and where you share the scripture verse that you're uh, expanding on, your thoughts right. on that. And then I then I notice I like this aspect of it on each page. You've got uh, four things there at the very end of it for people to uh, to meditate on or process through as they think about it as devotions. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, would you uh, share a little bit and talk about a little bit about that and why did you yeah. put those there and how did that come about? Yeah. Um, and what we're talking about is that at, the, at the each as each devotion, we close with acknowledge. The first thing is acknowledge and, and acknowledge is, you know, what did I learn today? What is God teaching me today? Or what did we learn in that verse today? Uh, the second is confess, you know, where, you know, where have I gone? You know, where, where are my shortcomings at? Uh, what am I not doing as a Christian or as a believer, you know, in that in that particular area? Uh, and asking God for forgiveness in that area. The third is thanksgiving, you know, giving God thanks uh, for what he's done or what, he, what, you know, what he's doing in that, that particular area of your life. And then finally, there's a, there's a little prayer. And those things are, to, and the prayers are kind of, is not, your, it should not be your only prayer for today, but it's to, to kind of get you started in your prayer life, you know, and, and your walk in your prayer for God to God that particular day. Um, and it just came about, um, and I was trying to think, you know, how can I add something to this devotion to, to get people to say, oh, you know, this is a good, you know, this is a good thought for today, but how does it draw me closer to God? And where, how can I apply this to my life? So we're trying to use that to help you, you know, draw closer and to apply that, that particular word for the day. And you mentioned, you know, one thing, um, about you know men having devotions and that type of thing and there was a good there was a devotion that was i was kind of reading through and on day 33 we talk about uh i talk about a, doing a daily devotion and i want to kind of just share a little bit of information a little bit about that on from day 33 absolutely go ahead yeah and the verse is psalms 14 verse 2 and it says, the Lord looks down from heaven on the sons of men to see if there are any who understand, any who seek God. And so, um, and I'm going to kind of just kind of skip through, but uh, what we see is a picture of, of a loving father who's looking to find someone who's seeking him and who wants to have fellowship with him. And so then I go to asking some questions, you know, how much are we uh, seeking him each day? Uh, who wants to have fellowship with God, you know, and his word? Are you praying to God each day? On a scale of one to 10, how would you rate your devotional life with the father? When he is looking down, does he find you seeking him or does he find you putting him on, on hold while you catch up on email, social media, television, sporting events? And, and so then I say, I confess, you know, it's very easy to let the busyness of life crowd out, you know, my time with God. But those times when I earnestly seek him, I've had an inner peace and joy in the midst of the busyness and turmoil of everyday life. And so look to God for he, he wants you to find him because he's looking, uh, you know, as the verse that Psalm 40, 14, 2 says, you know, he's looking to see if any of us are, are seeking him. So uh, uh, and in that same realm, you know, that acknowledge, you know, Lord, you're looking to have a relationship with us. Uh, confession, Lord, forgive me when I put other things ahead of you. Mm -hmm. Thanksgiving, 
thank you for your love for me and your desire to have a relationship with me. And then uh, the prayer is, Lord, help me put aside distractions that keep me from having a relationship with you. So, you know, that's to me, that was a, um, you know, a good when I looked at that, that kind of really fit in very well with, you know, your uh, your theme of, you know, of having devotions and why should we have devotions and that type thing. Yeah, but, yeah. So those, you know, that that was one, to, and it's and those type of things just kind of, you know, each day is a different devotion, but we focus on different things in in the in the book. Well, good, yeah, and I, and I do want to say for our listening audience out there is listening to us that uh, even though uh, you know generally I work with men and men's ministries and and, and in that area, your book is not necessarily geared just towards men. It's for, it's geared towards towards the ladies also. That's uh, correct. Yeah, and so it's uh, so it doesn't matter. It's not gender, gender neutral, anything like this. Any 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 person who wants to grow closer to the Lord, dive deeper into the Word through their devotions, this book would be uh, be a good one for them. That is correct, and uh, I'm hoping that you know it's going to get in the hands of some young people as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had I've had some friends who uh, they, who their children uh, they're they're. Um, probably about, you know, 10, 11, 12 years old, and they do a daily devotion with their children, and they're reading the devotion from the book to them for their as a family devotion. So it can be used as a family devotion tool or individual tool as well for, for, for your, you know, your time with God. Oh, yeah, that's super. I didn't even think about the family aspect of it. It's true. It's, it is, it is designed to be able to do that. Your devotions, I noticed that some of them seem to build off of uh, obviously your relationship with the Lord, but also some of your own life experiences. Is, this, is that, am I reading into that right? So, that, is, that is correct. Um, one of the stories, uh, you know, David, you know, talks about, you know, God disciplining him and uh, that type of thing. And so I go back and there's a couple of times when uh, I, <laughs> I, tell, I tell the story about, uh, my my sister and I, we were, you know, young children, very young children, and uh, uh, we had done something. And my mother said, "Okay, uh, you know, I'm gonna she's going to get this, she's going to spank us." And uh, my sister says, "Run, Charles, run! She can't catch you." <laughs> and uh, I, and so I said, but two steps later, I found my feet dangling from the ground, and my mother was uh, taking care of business. So. Uh, so I found out I couldn't outrun my mother. So, uh, <laughs> but lots of lots of personal experiences of, of some of our trips to Nicaragua. I talk about those, uh, some work you know work experiences and those type of things. So it's those a lot of those are sprinkled in as well, and uh, some things about my my grandchildren because uh, I wanted to since I, the book was you know I wanted to touch, you know, touch my children and my grandchildren. Uh, I, I included some stories about them as well in there too. Uh, uh, some things like my, my daughter, my, my first, uh, my daughter was born, uh, my son and, and that type of thing. So we try to just put some things in there to, so that they would, you know, uh, uh, kind of know that they're loved and, and, and included in our lives. So. Well, I know at the beginning of our, beginning of our, 
program here, you talked about uh, seeking to do something to leave a legacy for your kids. And I say, you, you know, what a legacy you can leave with this for them to be able to pull out of. I think all, all of us, moms and dads together, are always uh, wanting to make sure we leave a good legacy for our kids and something they right. can remember them by. And, yeah. and nothing nothing could be a, a better, I think, than being able to write somewhat of a testimony through through a book like this uh, to, to help minister to them. What a great, great honor to them. Yeah. Thank you. I, I, it, it was it was a it was truly a God thing, uh, and how it came together. And uh, you know, one of the things I kind of like to share, uh, and and about the book is that you know one is that God will use the most unlikely person to accomplish you know what what He wants you to do, what He wants done. And uh, uh, I can certainly say. You know, something like like Moses, you know, Moses, when when God called Moses, Moses said, you know, I can't speak, Lord, you know, I'm not I'm not capable of doing that. And but yet God called him and, and Moses, you know, and of course, he got Aaron to help him. But, you know, Moses was, you know, led the people of Israel, you know, out of out of Egypt. And so, you know, as I say, you know, from the when we talked earlier, you know, I'm not a wordy, per, I'm not a words person or a literary type person. And uh, but God used me to you know, and call me to write this book. But the second thing is that, you know, if God calls you to do something, you've got, you know, you've got to take the first step. Um, you're, you know, you got to step out in faith and and take that first step into uh, what God has called you to do. He's not going to make it happen for you. He's not going to prompt. He's not going to, you know, do it for you. I mean, it's up to you to get started. Um, and I kind of use the analogy of the, uh, of the Israelites when they were getting ready to cross in the Jordan river into the promised land, the, the Jordan river did not part until the, the priest stepped out into the water. So That's right. they had to take the first step and they had to step out in faith to do that. So, uh, so it, it's important, you know, you, you, you've got to step out in faith if God calls you to do something. Uh, and you know, third, you know, God will give you confirmation that you're doing the right thing or that you're doing what he wants you to do. And I, as I you know, reflect back on how God, you know, told me, a, you know, gave me a couple of confirmations from the marriage conference and also from the iron sharp and irons conference about how, you know, about to write, write a book. So uh, I kind of use those as, as, as a guide. And, uh, and then of course the devil will, he will always try to slow you down, stop you or prevent you from doing what God has called you to do. He's going to put obstacles in your way to, to, uh, to slow you down or to get you to quit. And uh, like, you know, when I was getting a little bit frustrated or the computer blew up, those type of things, you know, those, those situations, I, I knew that, you know, the devil's working overtime trying to get me to quit or give up and uh, not to cut, not to finish up. Um, but you know, also God will put the right people at the right in, in your play, you know, he'll, he'll send the right people at the right time to help you and to encourage you and to, and to see you see the project through as well. Um, you know, I had the friend to help me with the, uh, uh, with, with the, uh, a computer crash, but also I had a, a my, it was very funny how my wife's cousin, they were visiting they were at the beach and they were visiting, uh, visiting us for one, one weekend. And we told them, you know, I was writing a book and uh, she's, and I was looking for somebody to help edit. She said, well, I'd be glad to do that. You know, I just out of the blue, but she has the background and the skills to do it. So uh, Vivian's cousin, 
just volunteered to help edit the book. And so she was a real blessing because it was you know, the uh, the publishing company would do it, but they charged quite a bit to do that type of thing. So right. Uh, so Vivian's, Vivian's cousin, you know, came through and she caught a lot of my gr grammatical and punctuation mistakes. And uh, it really helped make the book, uh, you know, a, a good, good, good product. So, good. so God, you know, God will send the right people at the right time to help you as well. That's, an, that's interesting. When you do feel a calling to do something, you begin to step out on, in faith to do it. It's amazing to see how things begin to just kind of fall in place that God kind of walks you through that process. He don't give you any more than right. what you actually need at that particular time. And um, and so but he but he'll start letting you uh, see things that you need to do as far as the next step. He's not going to give you the whole picture. That's right. A lot of times. That's right. Until yep. you show that you're going to trust him in what you what you do, I do want to talk about one other thing about your book sure. before we uh, uh, kind of start wrapping up here in the next few minutes. But uh, okay, uh, in the very back of your book, if you go through the whole 65, 365 uh, lessons, so to speak, but I don't think you meant it from from the standpoint. You've got a song list there, and uh, I thought that was kind of interesting. And I assume, basically, what I see here is like you got. Day 18, How Majestic Is Your Name, written by Michael Governor Smith. And that song for Day 18 reflects back to the devotion for Day 18. Is that correct? And that is correct, how, yeah. How'd you, how'd you compile this stuff? You know, this is kind of interesting to me. Well, it was funny. As I was writing devotions, you know, just certain songs, you know, some days certain songs would come to mind. Um, and there was there were some songs like that, from the early seventies, <laughs> uh, you know, when I was, when I was a child or, or yeah, yourself a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, when I was, uh, when I was growing up in, in a youth group, you know, uh, different songs that came on then or some songs that I, you know, uh, that came across, like there's one is like, I remember the day when the Lord saved me, which is a old gospel song. Yeah. And, uh, and, you know, we used to sing that at our church, there was a little group that came. There was a gospel group that came to our church when we lived in Smithfield. They would, that was their favorite song. They would sing it. And, and so, you know, just as, you know, as, as a, the theme of that day or the verse of that day came up, you know, it was just a song popped in my mind. And so I thought, well, you know, some of these songs, you know, some, someone who may read this book may never, may have never heard this song. So I wanted to include a song list so that, and I, and some of the, in some of the uh, devotions, I'll put a, like a, a line or two from a song in there and and include that in there as well. So that, but hopefully that someone would take the time and uh, put that song list in there so that someone may take the time to go to either YouTube or Spotify or whatever their, you know, their um, media, you know, music media source is to just to listen to those songs and to uh let the lord speak to them through those songs at that on that particular day well that's that's interesting me i really does and i appreciate you putting that in there because i know that will minister to a lot of people right throughout yeah well let me ask you this as we begin to wrap up here okay uh, how can people how can people get your book where can they find your book at um, the best place to go there's two two locations you can order them online through amazon or barnes and noble uh, in your search, you know, search for finding treasures in the Psalms, and it'll pop up. And uh, it's, uh, I think, on uh, 
I know in Barnes and Noble there's free delivery, and mm-hmm. uh, but you know you can, but a lot of a lot of people now. I was talking to a friend about ordering it on, on Amazon. He said, "Well, who?" Do, I said, "Amazon Prime." He said, "Well, he said I got Amazon Prime. I can get it for free anyway." He said, "Who doesn't have Amazon Prime?" So, <laughs> so I said, "Well, I think I'm still in the, I'm still in the dark ages, but uh, I don't." But, <laughs> there's uh, there's a number of people who still don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but but, but you can, but they can, but it can be found on either place, Barnes and Noble or website or Amazon, and uh, you can order them. And um, the book is like a print on demand, so it may take a couple of days before you get the book, but uh, it'll they'll ship it out, you know, as as going, quick as possible. Going, yeah, so you're going to be in any of the bookstores in, in the near future. No, the the way the uh, the way this the publishing company works with this is a print. It's all print on demand. Oh, okay. and so so they don't have they don't keep a you know you don't they don't have a big backlog or supply of books. Um, it's all you know, kind of like I say print on print on demand as soon as the one is ordered. Okay. okay. Well, yeah. well, Charles, I, I appreciate you being with us today and sharing about your new book. It's exciting. I can't wait to get into it and really start start walking through it and and allowing to use it. And and, and I, I just uh, I just like the way it, it reads, it flows, and and some of the points in there that you have is uh, like you were talking about at the end with the acknowledge and confess and thanksgiving and and uh, prayer uh, to kind of prompt you as you meditate and think about the the, uh, the devotion of what a, what a great testimony it is like i said earlier for your family for your kids mm-hmm. for your grandkids and just uh ministering to god too thank you for doing this thank you for doing well, this well thank you very much and i appreciate the time and and the uh chance to talk with you about it mike okay well guys i appreciate you all being with us today and uh, and uh thank you for uh, uh for listening in and be sure to check out his new book finding treasures in the psalm I think it will truly bless your heart as you uh, seek to grow closer to God. If you want to know more about uh, what we discussed on this program, call contact me at kfearmen at gmail.com, and I can get you in touch with Charles if you uh, would like to uh, get any more information to him. So thank you for being with us, and join us next time on Intentional Conversations with Mike Salmon. Thank you for listening to Intentional Conversations with Mike Salmon. Intentional Conversations is a production of Cape Fear Men and Men's Ministry Coalition. In case you missed something or would like to review something said, this conversation will be available on the Cape Fear Men website within the next few days. Just go to capefearmen.net slash podcast to listen. You can also find us on iTunes and Spotify, and you will be able to listen to past podcasts. If you enjoyed today's program, I would like to ask you to consider helping us keep these broadcasts coming to you by donating to Cape Fear Men by either going to capefearmen.net and clicking on the donate button at the top of the page or text CAPE, C-A-P-E, to 50155. Cape Fear Men is a 501c3 organization and all donations are tax deductible. Thank you in advance for your donations. If you have other questions, drop us an email at capefearmen at gmail.com. Again, Intentional Conversations is a program where a men's ministry leader interviews leaders in men's ministry. Now, as a beloved mentor used to say, after finishing our time together, I pray God will give you a rock to stand on, a brook to drink from, and a tree to shake your back. Join us next time on Intentional Conversations.